Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Once Bitcoin podcast. Joining me back on the show is Naku, who comes on the show to talk about his transition from a fiat job into a Bitcoin job where he is working at Breeze, the difference that has made to his life and the way that he is now thinking about Bitcoin and specifically the Lightning Network. He's here to share his journey and hopefully inspire others into making the leap themselves when they get you know, the, the chance to, to make the leap from your fear existence into a Bitcoin world, completely opting out, which I hope everybody gets to experience sooner rather than later. We need as many people in the Bitcoin space bringing their unique individual skill set, creativity and experience into Bitcoin companies. So fingers crossed over the next 18 months or so, we will have many more people released and putting their time and effort and skill and energy into something that we can all agree is very, very important. So before we get into the episode, those companies that are building and have been building for many years to help us get into and onto a Bitcoin standard. Swan Bitcoin out of the US. You can stack sats with Swan. Hit the link in the show notes. Use the code BITTEN. They have a high net worth individual division. They have financial advice. They now are launching Swan for institutions. And they have the classic pleb dollar cost average service as well. So get across to Swan and check that out. In Europe, we have Relay, R-E-L-A-I.ch. They offer all the same services as Swan, and you can stack up to a thousand Swiss or equivalent per day within under two minutes of downloading the app. That it's that simple. So there's no excuse. Get stacking today with Relay. If you want to go non-KYC route, Hodl Hodl are global. They're a peer-to-peer lending and trading platform. I saw a tweet out there a few days ago from Brad Mills asking if there was a service whereby uh, he could do peer-to-peer lending and you can you can do that on hodl hodl and brad's been uh, sent across there and i'm sure he's checking that out so if that's something that's going to be of interest to you going forward head over to hodl hodl hit the link in the show notes use that link to create an account and you will save commissions now wasabi wallet what do they do they operate a coin join service what is coin join well it breaks your identity from the apps or the exchanges that you have purchased your Bitcoin on. So when you're moving them off of the exchange and always check mempool.space for transaction fees and how busy the mempool is because right now it is crazy busy because of a lot of nonsense going on out there behind the scenes with inscriptions and whatever else. Anyway, or ordinals, whatever you want to call it. So back to Wasabi Wallet. You're taking control, you're taking self-custody. That is key. If you want to break that connection, with the exchange, you can use a CoinJoin service. Wasabi Wallet are one of those service providers. WasabiWallet.io, Mempool.space, I've already mentioned. You can check the transactions there. And finally, take cold storage. Get your own private keys. You can use the Bitbox 02. Use the code BITTEN for a 5% discount. And finally, come and see us all at Bitcoin Atlantis, 1st to the 3rd of March. We are really looking forward to this one. Use the code BITTEN at checkout for 10% discount on all your tickets. 
Enjoy this one with Ivan. All right, Ivan, we're back. Good to see you, man. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, for anybody that has not heard our original episode, I would say pause now, go back, go listen. Incredible episode. Um, unbelievable story. Thank you for sharing that. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about happier things today on on, on this call. Uh, so Lauren, 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 you, you, uh, you, you hit it up. Let's go. First question. What is Breeze? Oh, uh, well, Breeze uh, is the company that uh, founded, but I would say very big visionaries. And they encapsulated that the Lightning um, Network is this very, very complex system, but it shouldn't be for the normal user. So that what uh, everything that uh, the work is on the dev side or everything in the company, we're trying to make a lightning network to be a breeze for the users, for the devs, so eventually for the world. world. There you go. <laughs> well, that was a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so you don't remember this, but when we were in Riga, the last day we had lunch, we sat outside and you were sat opposite Shooter. Do you remember? Before we went to the airport. Oh. Mm, yeah. Mm. And so to my right, yeah. I was sitting next to Roy. Roy was one of the um, founders of uh, of Breeze or is the founder. I don't know the exact terminology that, that he would he would use. So I don't want to put words in his mouth. But he, he gave me a hummus making lesson. A one hour long hummus making lesson. <laughs> which I'll be forever thankful to Roy for. And uh, I got some hummus stacked away in the freezer because I made absolutely huge amounts of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that's that's Roy, so. Right. Okay, anyway, okay. you can, okay. uh, yes. you can run upstairs. Anyway, thank you, bye. Thank you, bye. So I guess I, I think uh, a good place to start for the plebs listening would be your your journey away from fiat land into bitcoin land because this is a story i think that resonates with everybody that's listening because many of the people out there who have been into bitcoin for any number of years it could even be as minimal as one or two years you suddenly realize huh i want to work in this space and i don't want to work for this guy anymore or this company or what i've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years so how did you manage to transition away from a fiat role what were you doing and, and how did you find yourself working for a bitcoin company uh i would say uh that uh it, it was a little bit of luck uh just like in life uh it's part of life but also some strategical positioning and uh at the core of it i would say is that I just decided I'm not going to ask for permission uh, from anybody. And I said, this is too goddamn important. And so with my story, with everything that I, it just, I felt compelled. It's not even that I decided it's just, 
I was positioned um, to see some stuff and to be very emotional for me and to say, this is so much more than me. This is so much more than the fucking money. This is so much more uh, than uh, just serving some people. And uh, I decided with this in mind, I never felt uh, for anything in my life this emotion. <laughs> I can't even describe it into words. But uh, from that position, and I decided this must happen. And through a, whatever shape, form, uh, title, or uh, actions that I have to do, I just have to contribute. And uh, for everybody that would like to transition, and I don't think there is, there is a fiat and there is a, a Bitcoin job. I think that it is about the mission, because even if you have your uh, fiat income, but you save in Bitcoin, you put effort into the ecosystem, you do something on the side, you're still a full Bitcoiner, but uh, you're selling your fiat. <laughs> which is the important thing. And you are uh, accumulating in Bitcoin, transacting in Bitcoin more and more or whatever it is. And uh, I think there is a big analogy, just like the devs, there's an open source project. Think that your Bitcoin job is open sourced. And now that I'm engaged in the, the Bulgarian community about Bitcoiners and uh, shout out to Orange Pilap about that, it's so much more important to not ask for permission, but decide, I like this company. I like this project. I, I would like to contribute this and start doing it. And the value of... Uh, having an income or having a Bitcoin job will come after that because everybody uh, has their unique story. Everybody has their unique skills and they can contribute without even asking for permission. Just like I did with the podcast in the beginning. I watched the podcast that I liked. I did some animations and I put it out there. And two of the biggest podcasts out there reached out to me uh, to do some work for them. And uh, I didn't ask, uh, should I do this? I just provided that value. And the same approach I tried to do in the conference, meeting Jeff Wood and uh, uh, whatever it is, just give, 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 and give as much as you can because it is about the mission. And uh, it will be maybe a little bit of time, maybe a little bit more, but eventually, the value will come back in a shape uh, and form that it's unique and perfect for you. Uh, so that's how I would say, don't ask permission, just go and do the thing that you think it's important and you're uniquely positioned to do. And everything will work itself out just like the open source community. You don't have to be a dev to contribute. You can contribute in any shape or form. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great point. Building on Bitcoin, right? We, we hear that term all of the time. And for most of us, the knee-jerk reaction is, well, I can't code. I can't build on Bitcoin. I'm not going to sit there and download the source code and look for bugs and then build something better on Bitcoin and like, you know, enter a, um, a BIP proposal. Uh, that's not, you know, that, that's one way to build on Bitcoin. And this is what I try and tell people all the time. Write a kid's book 
about Bitcoin. That's building on Bitcoin. Start a podcast. That's building on Bitcoin. Chop podcasts up. Did little clips. Go to Fountain App. Clip, 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 clip. Put out a a, a 15 minute clip of your favorite quotes. That is building on Bitcoin. Building on Bitcoin could mean so many different things. I mean, the lady, what was her name? Refit dance. Remember, she was doing those those crazy dances and uh, the, the the sailor song, sailor, 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 bull, bull, bull. <laughs> Everybody was like, "What is this?" She was building on Bitcoin. Uh, so it's um, there are so many different things that people can bring to this space. But yeah, taking that responsibility and that initiative first of all, and getting out there and, and meeting people. Uh, you know, big proponent of the Bitcoin social layer, as everybody would probably now uh, know uh, since listening to the show. Um, big fan of what Orange Pill App have achieved with bringing plebs together. There, there are success stories from Orange Pill App every week, and that will soon become every day because people meet each other like, oh, I've got this idea, you know. And, and a shout out to one of the plebs on Orange Pill App, actually, that just reached out to me in the last three weeks. Just discovered the show, going down the rabbit hole a lot harder and a lot faster since listening to it. And he's like, he sends me this uh, this message. Could you send me the audio to episode XYZ? Because it's a bit scratchy and I can clean it up for you and then you can get it back out there. I'm like, wow, yes, <laughs> thank you. So he cleans up the audio, sends it back. I replaced the audio on um, on the feed. And now I have a much better finished product product. For anybody that's going to follow us in our footsteps out there forever, right? Hopefully, unless, you know, the feeds get rug pulled, but it's on Fountain App, so it will be out there forever. And that's him just entering into the space. Goodness knows where that takes him, because he can now start doing that to all the other podcasters that he's listening to, uh, and maybe even clean up YouTube videos or whatever. But this is how it starts. And that's, that's down to you, the individual, to... You know, yeah, stick your head up and say, right, I'm here. This is what I can do. This is how I can do it. And I just want to add value somewhere. And you'll never know where that takes you. Absolutely. And uh, just start that process. Uh, just decide, okay, I'm going to do whatever. <laughs> it, it does not matter what exactly it is. Uh, just a few examples. Uh, one of them is a dev thing and uh, a person in bulgaria asked me oh and he knows obviously about breeze and he said isn't there a position uh, in breeze and uh, trying the fiat mindset uh, the proof of stake uh, the inside privilege or advantage just because he knows me and i said we're not looking right now and uh, you're a dev there are so many open source things. Just decide to do something in the space. And uh, yeah, but I don't have the skills. Again, do it. And uh, he started to do the Slack for some Noster uh, uh, clients and stuff like that. And uh, because he was doing the most of the Slack of the code, uh, fixing the bugs that are uh, low priority and stuff like that, he... Uh, received half a Bitcoin <laughs> from a fund because he did the most amount of stuff about that. And again, he didn't ask for the half a Bitcoin. And I, it's again this type of a mentality. Don't ask to do it. Just do it and it will follow. 
it will follow whether it's a job, it will follow whether it's a Bitcoin, it will follow in a form of fiat and you use it to sell it and buy Bitcoin, whatever it is. Uh, another uh, thing that happened, just because I formed a community, uh, right now um, my co-founder of the meetup that we're doing, his parents uh, has a, have a... A restaurant that uh, they sell beef and uh, meat and uh, also a farm so they started accepting bitcoin and guess where some of the meetups go <laughs> now that's another thing providing value to the uh, meetup community and providing value for their parents uh, and providing value for so many things and things and it's connected and it's again he didn't ask for, can we do the meetup uh, there? The community said, oh, you're selling this, let's do it. And of course, we are going to support uh, our pleb. But again, don't think, oh, I need a permission to go to jobs. So I need uh, somebody to decide my salary or I need, that's the reverse. Don't think about what you're getting. Go do stuff and it's inevitable that it will uh, come back to you and it will start to multiply because you're not diluted like the fiat system. It will just build and build and build and the network effect will go uh, stronger. So just go and fucking do it. No permission, no nothing, do it. There's the message, plebs. There is the message. Go do it. And to stick with Bulgaria, uh, there's been some big news in the last few weeks with the football team. What, yeah. uh, what's going on? What do you know about uh, about that? Because I, I think that was mainly uh, George. I, may, I, I, maybe I don't know, um, but uh, I know the community. In um, you mean you have Plaman there as well, and I'm sorry if I'm and pronouncing these these names all incorrectly, uh, but. Bitcoin Bulgarian Bitcoiners together strong by the looks of things. Orange Pilling, the the as far as I'm aware, the oldest club in Bulgaria, right? Like the the most traditional yeah. club. Yeah, uh, it is in our highest uh, division of uh, football, uh, which is great because they have uh, big exposure. But again. Uh, George is part of the community and uh, now we have Bitcoin only meetups, regular meetups, which was lacking. Uh, I started the first one, but uh, with the intention, I don't, I, I don't want to do the meetup, but somebody has to. And now we have three cities with regular meetups. And uh, one of the meetups, again, George is involved with the Botev uh, football club and doing the promotion of Bitcoin there. They set up the BTC pay server. One person in Bulgaria is working on that and collaborating and setting their merch uh, for the club to accept Bitcoin via Lightning Network. Then uh, he said, okay, I'm going to make a regular meetup in our city. and it just spirals. And when I installed uh, Orange Peel up uh, in uh, January, I think uh, we were four people in Bulgaria. 
and now it's just multiplied in not only in orange peel out but about the communities uh, there was zero regular meetups uh, <laughs> uh, they were still happening but was irregular and from you can't track where they were happening but now it's regular and i want to inspire at least 10 cities in bulgaria to have regular things to happen there's a person trying to um orange people taxi company that's uh, with 4000 uh, cars if that thing happens it would be awesome uh and he's not a dev he is just uh, somebody that came to me and uh, started to understand more and more the lightning network and i said can we do something uh, in this and i said sure uh, let's meet the people i don't know if it will happen but again we are not asking anybody to do it we just find an opportunity and see what happens putting that uh, value out and doing the effort but about the football club it's awesome uh, about the exposures so yeah and for a little bit of history let's just um, delve down into uh, Bulgaria a little bit for those that are interested in ever visiting uh, as far as I'm aware you're not part of the European Union uh we are but uh, uh, not fully <laughs> let's say right, okay we but you, you, maintain, you, main, yeah. you maintain control over your, your currency right the the lev uh not really we're okay okay to the Euro. all right let's get into that well tell us what you can so it is or it isn't part of the european union it, it you do suffer or you don't suffer from inflation uh the eu does have a hand in some of the stuff you do or what how is it set up yeah uh i'm not the best person to be asked about politics and what's happening in the news i don't follow that unless it directly impacts me but uh the bulgarian levy is directly tied to euro so roughly one euro equals two leva and that is since i think 10 years now maybe more i don't know exactly when it happened so essentially we have the half a euro <laughs> uh is our currency uh so the inflation is directly tied to the inflation of the euro uh, we don't have additional inflation uh the other thing is uh we are a part of the euro i think but not there i think there are ranks or something like this and we have to do some other stuff uh we have to fix some roads but then they uh do an audit what did we do uh, they put other uh, criteria for us to join but i'm not well versed uh, I may be lying about some of the stuff even now yeah. uh, just because I don't track and I really don't care about uh, those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, whatever happens now, if it impacts me directly, obviously the news comes to me. But uh, I think if you ask Plamen about those sorts of things, he, he tracks them because of the news and uh, he can be more... Uh, how they say detailed about those yeah. things i've i've not visited um we need to get over there i've been shielded hard uh because there is a uh, a big world school community that meets up in um bansko one of your ski regions uh every yeah. january and february and uh shout out to nathan day from btc maps he's been um a handful of times and he runs some um some bitcoin events down there as well for for kids to learn 
And he loves it. He's like, yeah, this place, man, it's just amazing. And I met another family recently who uh, who visit a lot as well. You know, yeah, it's it's crazy. The people are unbelievable. The food is wonderful. Lots of it's you know it's meat heavy. Uh, you, you, your beers are cheap. Uh, so what's not to love? I mean, they love their football. So it sounds to me yeah. that it could be it could be Citadel country. Yeah, uh, one of the big things now is that uh, I realized once I started the community, I thought that I wanted to orange peel a lot of people. And I saw that that is an uphill battle. And even if you get somebody, it's adding one more node to the network, which is valuable. But uh, in the process, I realized that the people that are doing are 10 times more important than the people that are no coiners coming into Bitcoiners. And one of the people in community felt inspired to do something. And I think it's a model of a conference where everybody should do it. And at least there should be one uh, in each country. And the model is the following. We do a seminar. We did the first one uh, last month. Um, and uh, we invite an accounting firm or a person that talks about the law in our country, how it can be treated for the income to accept Bitcoin, uh, when you spend it, how you put it on the balance sheet or all sorts of things. Some stuff are not even resolved in our laws in Bulgaria, but that's one of the things. The second part is doing marketing how you can promote it, where you put it, the BTC uh, map or the orange pill or like whatever it is, how to promote that you actually accept it. And the third part is practical. Uh, we talk about uh, BTC uh, pay server, about non-custodial wallets, about custodial wallets, about the social layer, uh, how you can start a meetup. And that type of model is, uh, is how do I say Different for every country because the laws are different, the accounting rules are different. Uh, but uh, because the uh, first conference was so successful, now we're going to do uh, this conference every six months or so, maybe uh, more. And uh, I think this model is applicable for every country and uh, because it is oriented to merchants, how you can start accepting Bitcoin and... Uh, if I have, uh, again, one person accumulating Bitcoin and saving and a little bit spending, it's great. But if you start adding merchants more and more, I think that's the next frontier for all of us. Because even now that I went on a vacation, I went into BTC MIPE and I wanted to find who are the people around me that I want to spend my uh, sats there. Uh, I don't want to spend the fiat. Like I just want to give value to the people that actually provide value the most to me and to the ecosystem. But I think that's a very good model that every country should think about doing. And you don't need a lot. It's just like a meetup, but it's not about plebs. It's about merchants, uh, which is cool. Yeah, 100%. And I do the same with BTC Map too. Whatever, Whenever we are in a different town, city, country, straight there and if there's a place 
unfortunately it's still hit and miss because there are still a lot of uh, of old listings there that either don't accept bitcoin anymore or the business has changed hands or it's uh, you know something but so but that is down to the plebs to help curate that uh information set and you now for anybody listening that's not on btc map download it is very easy uh find out if there's anywhere near you go to that place and verify we need plebs verifying all of the time i saw joe hall yesterday joe nakamoto he made a tweet uh he went to go and get coffee and a croissant from a cafe in london because it said bam we accept bitcoin and it's even got bitcoin accepted here stickers all over the place and a btc map sticker but because the owner of the business wasn't there with his phone then they couldn't accept bitcoin so one step at a time right don't lose faith don't lose heart yeah. uh he the, the owner of that business had good intentions but clearly hasn't taken that next step of setting up the full staff and um this is what bridge to bitcoin do in, in the uk it's a great service they would go to that business get them set up with a swiss bitcoin pay um app on everybody's phone which is a a slave to the main account so then they could all accept bitcoin if somebody came in and, and asked which isn't going to be very often because we are still so early but anyway yeah. back to breeze and what you're doing there and what you know, you you transitioned from your fiat life into into life at Breeze. What epiphanies? You know, now you're there. Now you're under the hood. Now you're working in Bitcoin every yeah. day. There must be something that has like clicked again inside uh, inside your brain, inside your mind. Now you're actually working in it every day and building for the plebs. What what's been that journey like? Uh I would say uh, it, it, even though Bitcoin orange wheels you, but uh, it's just like uh, the Bitcoin itself, uh, there's another wave of realization and another wave of realization. And uh, it's all for so, uh, it never hit me in a bad way. Like, uh, yeah, I feel the struggle when I want the adoption to happen faster or something like that. But uh, when you realize the implication, I never uh, saw something that would, uh, how do I say, uh, threaten people or uh, such a bad thing. It's always for the good and for 10x good. Uh, and uh, first of all, shout out to the founders of Breeze because... I have no idea uh, how many struggles and things you have to endure uh, for five years, even more now. Uh, but to uh, have the vision from a simple white paper of the Lightning Network to realize the vision of Breeze, what it should be. And there's uh, they set it so many standards in the Lightning Network and continuing to do so. But uh, that was the first big realization, the vision of actually uh, the founders, the Breeze vision of uh, making lightning really a breeze and uh, not through the whole stack because, yeah, you can have your own nodes, but uh, you need a lot of knowledge, some expertise, you have to know hardware and that thing doesn't scale. They said, okay, 
uh, we are going to give the nodes to the plebs and you just click redeem or send funds and it's non-custodial. Now we're abstracting away with the SDK that even the barrier for the developers is again crushed uh, to accept Bitcoin. You are a programmer, you can make an app and you have almost no idea about the Lightning Network. Plug in the SDK and your app now becomes a Bitcoin app. Uh, and just, you can um, accept Bitcoin. Just, yeah. just because people listening might not understand what SDK means or stands for. Can can you explain what that is and, and how it comes to be? Yeah. Uh, SDK is Software Development Kit. And what it actually means is... Uh, it is a code that imagine that a website has a front end, what you see, and a back end, which is just a code. But uh, when you click on that button, what has to happen? And the SDK is uh, you can build the front end of one application, whether it's a social app or uh, a game or whatever you like it to be. And you can make that app happen. But you don't know how you can send and receive funds. You just take our code, you place it into the proper uh, place uh, on the button. Okay, this is the receive button. This is the send button. This is oversimplifying it. But basically, you don't need to know anything uh, about the Lightning Network, how you have to set up the node, how you uh, secure it, about the signers, about uh watching for the graph all those complicated things uh, which um, by the way i don't uh, know some of the things but you take that code you have the front end you plug in that code and now uh that app becomes uh, lightning up uh, as i mentioned and uh you send and receive uh so on the, to the relay app they announced uh, and i think you are involved with them a little bit also that yeah, they were a broker and they had a, a vision to implement Lightning. Now we're part of, of uh, our design partners and uh, they said, okay, this is so much easier than we actually trying to figure out. We take that code and into the same app, they just added uh, Lightning. <laughs> and behind the scenes, it's really us uh, optimizing and sending the payment, but for the user themselves, it's just uh, basically the same app, which is familiar. Uh, but right now it's, uh, and they keep focusing on the broker side. They they don't want to uh, make another division and trying to figure out all those sorts of things that we specialize in. And now we uh, specialize in our expertise, uh, what we want to do. We are about the sending payments on Lightning. They focus on how do we uh, get that experience to uh, our users. And that's the experience for Eli app is onboarding, so buying Bitcoin. But that same experience could be a game. That same experience could be, uh, for example, crowd health, which again are uh, using our uh, SDK and uh, they focus on onboarding uh, doctors and people that would like to have a better social security than uh, in America. But uh, that's basically the idea. 
you focus on what your expertise is and the service or the product to your users. And uh, the analogy, just to make it really simple, when you go to the store and you put in the credit card, the store has no idea what the credit card has to do in order to receive the money. That's what we do for uh, the apps uh, about Lightning. You don't need to know about the, all that complexity. You you need it to work and you focus on the store. I want to sell my uh, merch. So that's the analogy that I could make. Yeah, and in, in the case of Relay, yeah, you're perfectly... You're perfectly right there because when lightning was kind of the uh, the hashtag meme that the plebs were just piling into them about and Julian and Adam obviously wanted to you know have a lightning feature on the wallet but like you say that was I mean, I mean Adam would, would just be like drowning under the thought of just implementing lightning and the, the 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 huge amount of work that would go into that and hiring people to to achieve that but then, yeah, of course, coming to the conclusion that, wow, we can use Breeze, we can plug in their SDK, concentrate on our core business plan and give the users what they want at the same time. And they announced it's uh, Lugano Plan B, that it was going live. And if anybody's played around with it, be uh, be great to hear uh, feedback, but amazing. Yeah. And, and like you said, when like those waves of knowledge that that keep coming right when you you think you you've been down the bitcoin rabbit hole long enough but then something else comes along that there are many more epiphanies waiting in the mempool of your bitcoin rabbit hole right <laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh, the one beautiful thing uh, when you put in the sdk uh, that i don't think even the users realize yet I, I, by the way, didn't realize it for some months uh, when I worked at Breeze, but when you put in the SDK, for example, Relay, Crowd, uh, Health, Satimoto, Green Wallet, uh, uh, partners that announced uh, that are using Breeze SDK, now you can plug in the same node to all those. So you don't have to, for example, uh, just like we do now, oh, I send uh, some SADs from Breeze to Wallet of Satoshi, to ZBD, to whatever, so you can use the service what they um, do. But now the same node, uh, you operate through one balance for CrowdHealth, for uh, Relay, for Bitbox, for Satimoto, and uh, you are not going to even pay the ridiculously small fees on the Lightning just because you uh, the balance is one. Uh, I think the long-term vision is these devices, they have a Bitcoin Lightning balance on top of them and you just open apps and you pay through the same balance. Uh, again, analogy, just like the credit cards. You don't go, you don't transfer between credit cards or uh uh, flying points, miles, or whatever it is, so you can transact in the app. But uh, this is uh, something that's really cool. And uh, I I don't think there is another app that uh, does this. Uh, I mean, SDK, but uh, this is awesome feature, uh, I think. And uh, finally, I can operate through one balance and I don't have to <laughs> switch 
from here to there to this and i i test a lot of stuff <laughs> uh, i like to know about the apps but now it's uh it's too many lightning development uh, companies so i can't keep up <laughs> so i focus more on the breeze site and the uh, sdk partners uh, as, as i mentioned which is a bullish sign that you can't keep up with the amount of development that's going on out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, River, especially on that on that layer, especially on layer two solutions uh, and Lightning. Um, so, uh, all right, let's let's do the instant settlement thing uh, because uh, you said you'd written an article, and this is another thing that uh, has been kind of washing over you as as yeah. you've taken your your um, your role here at Breeze. Yeah, uh, just to pre-frame the thing is now uh, I realized the problems in the field system because I was uh, in management in a lot of industries, in a lot of companies uh, before my Bitcoin enlightenment. But uh, the problem that I saw is that uh, there's a direct conflict between uh, a company or a manager and the employees. And the conflict is that the uh, employee, once they start, they figure out in the first month or maybe a few months uh, what they need to do. And they try to do as little as possible so they don't get fired. And on the other side, the managers and the company and the owners, they actually want the employees to do as much as possible uh, for the least amount of money that they can pay them. And that's a direct conflict. And I didn't know, I, I just recognized it uh, 10 years ago, probably a little bit more, but I didn't know what was the root cause of that problem. And now with the instant settlement, uh, I realized that the actual problem is that the employees receive uh, money so value in a form of money for their time. It is not for the work done. And that's a direct, uh, that contributes to the direct conflict. So when you receive money for your time and not for the actual work done, that means in order for uh, you to increase your profits, you have to do nothing and you still receive money kind of like a central bank, but uh, data dynamic actually happens with the employees. Every single person that receives money for their time, uh, that's their incentive um, to do as little as possible or nothing for the longest possible time. And uh, what that thing means now uh, that we have instant settlement, you don't have to pay anybody about their time, especially people that are uh, doing physical things, physical work. Knowledge work is a little bit different because you can't predict it. But just like in the podcasting space, you can split your fees with the producer, the guest, the whatever it is, and uh, everybody receives their share in uh, the Lightning uh, Network. That is applicable everywhere. Why not when you go to a store and let's say the employee sells you one shirt and that shirt is, let's say, 50 pounds, the employer receives 
let's say, 30%. The business receives 10%. The owner receives uh, 50%. Whoever receives whatever amount in the split payment instantly for each individual <laughs> buy. And now everything is aligned in the same uh, in the same direction because the employee receives for the amount of work done. So even in a construction company, uh, if you're paid for a, a weekly wage or for daily wage, what if uh, you say, okay, the investor says, I want to for you to construct a building and uh, the building company says it's going to cost this. And now you pay for each individual wall, for each window, for each door, for whatever part of that construction happens. The amount of SAS that you have to <laughs> receive instantly pay per task uh, things. And now the employees, again, they don't have that incentive to do as little as uh, possible, but they have the reverse incentive, which is aligned exactly with the company and with the managers that, oh, if I do the most amount of tasks for as little as possible, now I can receive the most amount of actual value, the most amount of sats. And again, everybody receives them instantaneously uh, just with the split payment. That's basically the concept that I didn't realize, but uh, that's the progression from the problem to this. I think this to realize Lightning Network has to be uh, a lot more reliable, a lot more adoption needs to happen. But I think we're going to go there anyway, uh, just because of that natural incentive, because now you're going to uh, implement this and all your employees will be uh, the best and somebody that pays them by their time, they're going to slack off and the end result will be what we have now in Fiatland. But now when you have a natural incentive in the labor market for a free market to be to compete, I realize that free market means that you need a competition. If there is no competition, <laughs> there is no free market. So uh, just to test my theory uh, right now, I ask myself, well, is there a place where uh, we have this uh, type of incentive to compete in the labor market? And there is in sports because there, whether you're an employee in a football club or whatever sport you play, you have a natural incentive to compete for the trophy. So that's the other incentive because if in every sport you say everybody that competes you all are going to get trophies and you're all going to uh, get paid equally, just like what's happening right now in the labor market. Well, no. what's the incentive to do better? There is no incentive. So people are not going to put their best foot forward. And uh, that's why I think eventually we'll come to this feature, but I think we're a long way off. I just stumbled onto this, uh, realizing the instant settlement thing. And uh, yeah, I'll stop here uh, for some yeah, questions. No. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. The yeah, the, the psychological and societal impact of instant settlement is going to be huge. Absolutely. Absolutely huge. When 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 that becomes realized, and like you said, this is just another wave of 
realization. I mean, we, we've all come to the realization, I would imagine, that you know, Bitcoin fixes this, Bitcoin changes everything uh, philosophically, sociologically, um, behaviorally, changes your mindset. But then with that, it's like, bam, instant settlement. Wait until people wake up to instant settlement and how that changes the, the incentive structures that we know are completely misaligned and how that improves the... Yeah, the, the end result of everything. Absolutely and, uh, everything. And again, the the root of the problem is that there is no competition. Like you're paying equally for uh, different uh, output. Because when I was working, I always wanted to be the best. I, I had this uh, competition mindset uh, from my young child and I applied it to everything. And uh, people were telling me, oh, you're crazy. Why are you doing so much work? Nobody's paying you that extra effort. But I was thinking uh, in different terms. So I had to not see uh, the natural incentive for the money itself. I was searching for other valuable things. Maybe I get promoted. Maybe I get the skill itself uh, and or just the feeling I want to be the best. Uh, but this type of thing will be totally eradicated. And I think uh, a lot of people will be opposed to this just because we're so much used to I want to do nothing or just tying it back to the beginning people asking for permission because yeah the central bank prints money for doing nothing and receiving value but through the whole fiat stack that's happening in different levels that same mindset i want something for nothing yep. and maybe i would offend some bitcoiners but i think we're try uh, some people are trying to apply that type of thinking doing something for nothing through hodling for me hodl only is proof of stake like hodling only is again trying to receive something and waiting for the number go up uh yeah that is important but do so many other things that's not the where the actual value of your life lies like uh okay uh buy bitcoin put it in time log in 50 years and uh whatever <laughs> like uh, that's not enough. Those are tools that you need to use so you can have uh, ten more uh, ten more times output. You can have ten more times uh, input also for the valuable things that you want in your life. It's and the valuable things are not money. <laughs> Those are medium of exchanges. So use it in that matter manner. So. Uh, it will transform absolutely everything. And that's, again, just one part uh, that uh, we're trying to start grasping with the second layer. And the second layer, we're, we're a toddler there. We're at the fifth, sixth year in the Lightning Network. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Like the future is bright and uh, it will happen in a free market way in the whole stack of the human experience if i yeah. could say this and if we if we use a direct comparison in the fiat world let's look at how bad it is when you look at lawyers or consultants who charge per hour and yes. they and they are incentivized 
to charge as many hours as possible. And it's got to such a joke whereby you work for 35 minutes on something, but you charge for the hour. Right? Yeah. You, it, it, it's vile. And you, you, so you're incentivized to do as little as possible. Literally, you could work for 31 minutes and charge an hour's work. Like that, that yep. is such a broken system. But as long as you've got some waffle on like a, a piece of, like, like a, on a shared document or something, so it looks as though you've actually done some kind of work or you've done some kind of spreadsheet or pulled up a pie chart, which you've just literally copy pasted and then just like, you know, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're fudge some numbers here, there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Send it off to the client. Uh, it took me, how long did that take me? Oh yeah. I could bill an hour for that. No problem. This is disgusting. Like, <laughs> And we wonder why we live in a society in which we do where trust between people is minimal and everybody is uh, falling over each other to compete rather than collaborate and all trying to get something for nothing it completely against the what we understand in the, in the bitcoin land as you know there is no such thing as a free lunch fiat world is all about chasing the free lunch which they believe exists yeah i would agree that it exists uh, especially in some cases we're trying to apply that mentality you're getting something for nothing uh, you can apply that mentality and find some type of a solution. But uh, just because you're not paying it, somebody else is. Uh, but it could be a free lunch for the person applying that strategy. Uh, and I thought that uh, even, let's say, somebody... Uh, how I stumbled onto this, by the way, is... Uh, let's say that somebody is building a wall. I'm using construction examples because they're most visual and easily yeah. to understand. But uh, let's say uh, we have two builders of a wall and one of them builds two walls in half a day. The other one uh, does one wall in twice amount of time and it's uh, barely meeting standards. Like why should they receive the same amount of money and also, because the lazy one is doing that slow effort, uh, that it he is not only stealing uh, from the person next to him, uh, but he's stealing from our collective society because as, uh, somebody will pay that cost. And just because you're not doing your work, you're imposing uh, more tax actual valuable stuff on the people that are doing so if you get a subsidy that means that people that actually produce have to produce even more in order to subsidize you so and uh, let's say you you're subsidized and somebody beneath you get part of your subsidy uh, you're adding additional stuff uh, into the system of doing nothing and uh, receiving something, but actually you're putting all that cost to the top producers into the ecosystem. And the only way to actually survive and be an actual producer is to use technology and to leverage your product productivity. And that's why the best uh, technology companies or in any sector and a uh, technology could be uh, a lever in some cases, but uh, uh, like 
flushing out those actors first. Uh, I, I'm not for uh, crushing the central banks. I am for empowering people and empowering people when uh, we get on the orange side, like the other stuff is killing itself. Yeah, I don't have to think about, <laughs> oh, I need to attack uh, the central banks or the politics or the whatever. And for everybody that says, oh, fuck the system or whatever, be aware because they have a lot of guns and a lot of power and don't poke the bear. When we are the bear, maybe <laughs> we can poke them. But uh, just because they can't uh, stop Bitcoin, that doesn't mean that they can't stop you. So be aware of what you wish for and uh, attacking the existing status quo. So uh, stay humble, stack sats, uh, provide value, and the rest will follow. Just enrich your life and the people around you. The other people, uh, it will be a natural entropy for them. If you don't provide value, you just die. Or you print money and you accelerate your dying faster. <laughs> so... Uh, that's my thought, but uh, definitely uh, we need to do more, but uh, be aware of poking the bear. <laughs> I like your analogy of building a wall, uh, and I can now envisage uh, getting paid per brick, you know, like yeah. instant settlement per brick, and the incentive that that would uh, bring somebody, bring somebody in that trade. Uh, you, you, yeah, that's that's absolutely powerful. beautiful. Uh, absolutely. Because how do you feel when you get that paycheck? And now imagine that you don't get one paycheck per month or per week, but you get a paycheck for each brick. That's the dopamine hit like, oh my God. And <laughs> you put another one and you receive a, it will spiral into so much productivity and uh, just because we're still watching on the money. And uh, going even deeper is that we'll finally realize that it's not about the fucking money. Uh, the money is the thing that allows us to do what we want in our life. Uh, but this is the dopamine hit that we need to just uh, uh, attract the fiat mindset and we cleanse out. But you should start, uh, I said that in our last talk, that you should start with what do I want in my life? And you track that list, <laughs> what you're accomplishing, not uh, how much sats or how much uh, dollars or whatever uh, medium of exchange I have. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's very, very cool. It's a, it's a great way to think about it. And yeah, completely as usual, Bitcoin takes the fiat legacy system, turns it on its head, and works in the completely opposite way because we've lived in such an inverted world now for, well, ever since 1971. Uh, yeah. And I love having these conversations and, and coming across these epiphanies and how people have come to think about it and what it could mean, you know, for the world and how we're going to look in five to 10 years time. Huge. Yeah. Just like you, you said about the bricks. Uh, yeah. That's just construction, but Think about, for example, you pay, uh, for example, right now you pay the taxi when you get out. 
why not paying it per meter when it goes to the thing? Why not in the taxi, let's say you have a massage chair and that's an additional feature that you stream sales for using it. Uh, why not in the logistics company, let's say when you order something uh, online and uh, everybody is taking the risk until either you pay uh, before it's actually delivered and you take the risk uh, or you pay when it's delivered, the product, and everybody takes that risk uh, of, are we going to get paid? But now imagine that everybody that touched that thing to get to you actually receives a portion in a split payment through the Lightning Network. And the website receives its code, the person delivering the thing uh, receives its code, the delivery company, the owner, the producer, everybody, and all at the same time. Like, I have no idea what's actually going to happen. And um, that's my uh, next article, that then you'll be incentivized actually to do some, uh, let's say, uh, deliveries to your neighbors. Uh, you pick up from DHA or whatever company is in the country and uh, deliver stuff to your neighbors just by convenience. Uh, because why not get some extra effort because I'll provide some value to my neighbors. And uh, do you think that the neighbors wouldn't want their neighbor to be the delivery guy or not somebody else? <laughs> like, And again, this is just scratching the surface of what is coming. Uh, so I'm so excited because uh, starting from the beginning, I was the person that wanted to compete and ignored uh, okay, be lazy and receive the salary and do nothing. Like, oh, get a stable job or whatever my grandma was saying. But uh, now that uh, everybody is going to compete and it's all for our collective benefit. It's not because, uh, for example, uh, Messi or Ronaldo receive so much money no, they did the proof of work and now they have that type of uh, proof of stake and momentum to uh, cash out or whatever. But that doesn't mean that when they are put in the pitch, the person that uh, receives less money uh, isn't going to try to outscore them, isn't going to try to compete. Like, again, it's this equalizing force. And now that's coming to the labor market. I couldn't be more excited <laughs> about this. Excellent rip, man. Excellent rip. Uh, okay, final question. If you had one last orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Uh, this time I'm prepared about this one and uh, just tying it up with my community and what I said that we need to do more. Uh, I would give it to, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the social dilemma, uh, documentary yeah this is uh, the impact that the social media is having on uh, the kids and in general i think now it's uh, probably five years old documentary but uh, it's good and um, the person that actually was one of the main contributors into the documentary and uh, realizing it is tristan uh, tristan harris and he came from Google and he realized uh, the problems when he was actually at Google uh, in the documentary is very well. But I would orange peel him and 
I would make him talk to Jeff Booth because he realizes uh, AI and stuff like that and implications. If I orange peel him, that's uh, because he's looking at the problems in social media. I think Bitcoin is going to fix even that, but I don't know exactly how. So I would orange peel him and let him loose into the world because he is a gold war. But uh, an interesting conversation would be between uh, him and uh, Jeff both, in my opinion. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. How can we get people in touch with you? What's the best way to find you? And uh, where are you releasing articles? And what, what's uh, what's next up your sleeve? Uh, yeah. Internally in Breeze, uh, we're focusing on the SDK and onboarding as many uh, partners as uh, uh, we can. Uh, that is awesome. And we have in the pipeline people that are going to come out in the next month will be people will be amazed <laughs> about this uh, so that's exciting on uh, twitter you can t uh, search for me i'm naku2000 n-a-c-k-o-o-2000 and uh, i try to engage more on noster but i don't have the uh, network there uh, as much still uh, that's not really my game but if you're a pleb and especially if you're in bulgaria or try to do uh, something reach out uh, like I'm amazed by the people that do such a small thing and it turns out it just ripples <laughs> into the whole network and it, it inspires just like uh, I'm not sure if you saw BTC sessions trying to do uh, something for merchants uh, clearly that's awesome and that's the initiatives that we do and uh, just like I said I don't want to do some of the things but I think they're so important and I start doing them and it comes back in such a way that I couldn't predict. Uh, I couldn't plan even. Uh, and that's the beauty of the world that Bitcoiners live in. And I'm a little bit sad and it still motivates me to just onboard more and more people. But uh, let's do stuff like and tied to Bitcoin. You don't need to be a dev to contribute. Just contribute. That's it. <laughs> That's the final message. Let's fucking go is the final message. Yes. All right. Ivan, great to hang out again. Thank you for everything that you're doing in the Bitcoin space. Thanks for sharing your thoughts today and looking forward to that next release by Breeze. Can't wait for, for that to come out and see what that's all about. So chat again soon, man. Chat again soon. Thanks for having me. See ya. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you are new to Bitcoin and you're finding all, all of these kind of conversations a little bit, they, they can be overwhelming. They, you know, they, we're coming from a very different mindset when we enter into a Bitcoin world. And if you've been in the rabbit hole for a little time, anywhere between six to nine months, you've read three or four books, you've listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts, you will feel that change in your mind and then you give that two to four years my goodness like everything everything changes you change everything around you changes and all for the positive as well and this is what i love about bitcoin and how it's impacted certain people's lives around the world and i've had goodness knows how many of these conversations along these lines either in person or on these podcasts and recorded and released for other people to benefit from because we are all in this together and we are all our bitcoin and we are all bio uh energy 
magnetic nodes on a network and it just so happens that we are building a new social layer a social foundation and the the tool here is the bitcoin network and bitcoin itself um and that's huge and like that's why i'm a big proponent and was very humbled to be asked to to join the board at orange pill app and yes i know i will shill it because i am part of it and i have an interest in it but truly because of the difference i've seen it make to people and the success stories that we we see in the back chats and the dms my goodness people are getting married because they've met on this app and it wasn't even a dating app let's remember but not only that it's building out the events and we had a, had a chat the other day and like looking into 2024 we were thinking how can we champion event organizers those people that are willing to put their necks on the line go out in front of their community and try and attract people into a bar restaurant or cafe wherever it is that they're going to host one of these events and perhaps give a little presentation or give out some sats or whatever how can we support that so that's what we're hoping to do next year in orange pill app and champion the the event meetup organizers so get in touch if you are one of those and you've got any ideas and how we could build that out i'm looking forward to meeting a lot more of you next year as well we're going to be around the world um well mainly mainly in europe um but we certainly going to be in madeira as i said at the beginning of the show get your tickets come along guys it's going to be absolutely amazing really really brilliant speakers but also just the plebs that have reached out and confirmed that they're coming i can't wait to meet uh some of you again and some of you for the first time so use that code bitten get across the bitcoin atlantis in madeira first to the third of march don't forget to stack swan bitcoin hodl hodl and relay have got you use wasabi wallet for a coin join service uh mempool.space to track the mempool and your transactions of course take self-custody get yourself a bitbox 02 hardware wallet and see you guys soon